Ain't nobody gonna hand you nothing. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no championship. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no title. So this is my year. I end. This is my year. Listen to me. Say, be phenomenal. This is it. I want you to chant it out. This is it. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. One, two, three. Be phenomenal. Be forgotten. Welcome to the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Buckle up as we preview the biggest college football games across the South, along with your top five matchups of the week. Here are your hosts, Jordan Wallace and Drew Waddell. Welcome aboard to the first ever edition of the Southern Blitz here with uh, Jordan Wallace and then my good friend, Drew Waddell. Hey, hey. Are you ready to talk some football? I'm ready. Jordan, we, we made it. We, we made it <laughs> through the uh, the dead period. Man, I tell you, those those, those late summer months, uh, it, it's a challenge, my friend. I mean, the, the weather's hot, and uh, all we have is baseball. Baseball. I know. Who wants? I, I mean, well, you know, I mean, OU did, you know, we had some fun in the College World Series with OU and Arkansas, but we did. It just – just doesn't quite have that. Uh, no, it it doesn't scratch left. the same itch for sure, for That's sure. Right. That I mean, I, right. you know, I think I've been counting down to football season for the last probably 120 days, so it's uh it's tough. I walk through the living room and I just look at my wife and I go 71. and she knows <laughs> she knows that's how many days of football season. And I get an eye roll every single time. That's right. I, I tell you what, I knew it was football season when this uh, actually this evening <clears throat> my oldest daughter. Walked in and she said, Dad, is this the week that uh, the <laughs> Hogs play? And I said, this is the week. So, I, And that's also how you know you raise your kids right, too. So, well, obviously. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're fired up and uh, had, had a little bit of a, uh, a taste, obviously, this past weekend yep. with uh, uh, some, uh, let's call them uh, appetizer games. Warm-up games, for sure. Warm-up games. Warm-up yep. games. For sure, and I, I guess before we we jump into that, we should say that uh, Jordan. It seems like you and I every single week, even in the off season, have uh, countless discussions about college football. So uh, people are probably out there wondering why in the heck are we uh, making a podcast about it? What do we know, right? Uh, but it's we fair. decided that hey, we we talk on the phone all the time about college football, and we watch so much, and we uh, research so much that hey. Why not talk to each other and there everybody else who wants to hear it as well? Yeah, and there may not be very many, but we're going to make you listen anyway. So <laughs> exactly, well, exactly. You you brought up the appetizer, so I guess we can start there. Um, did you get a chance to watch many of the games this past Saturday? I did not as much as uh, kind of in and out. Honestly, yep. kind of in and out. Uh, I got to see as much of the. Uh, Nebraska debacle as I needed to, obviously, yep. uh, on Saturday. I tell you, can, I, can I just say that I really – like my heart aches for, for Scott Frost. Uh, you know, a chosen <laughs> son who, uh, who comes home uh, to be the, the hero, and it just – Jordan, it's not working out. Uh, crazy, crazy stat. Nebraska became the first major conference team in the AP poll era which, by the way, goes back to 1936, to lose seven straight games by single digits. Eek. Painful. Painful. No, I, I did say they, they lost all eight of their one-score one games last year. Yep, yep. 
it, it is it is extremely painful. And uh, also, did you? I was going to ask you, did you see the onside kick? I did. I uh, I definitely did not agree with it, but in, you know, especially at that point in the game, because Nebraska had the game well in control. They were up by eleven, I believe, at the time. Just your defense is playing well. Why? Why do it? Why risk it? Why risk losing the momentum that you've already got? Yeah, and that's what exactly. they did. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, they they recover that onside kick, and you know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the genius of Scott Frost, and Nebraska goes down and puts that game away, goes up by three scores. But obviously, revisionist history that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it it was a weird chance to take at a weird time in the game. I. I don't know. I, I was not a fan. Yeah, I agree. And it's, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty much the, the, uh, the sword in, in Nebraska at the end when Northwestern's coach, uh, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald said that that onside kick was the reason why they won that game. So pretty, pretty, pretty painful stuff there. Yeah. Hey, we got to, we got to go on down to Hawaii. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt played in uh, probably, the equivalent of a junior high football stadium. Uh, there's been a lot of jokes out there about how they're, you know, they're used to that because that's that's what they play in every weekend. However, uh, well, I, I want to give some you know, credit to the the Commodores. I, I hear you joking over there, Drew, but I think there's there's genuine fear in your in your voice. I, you know, I, I think you've got you got a little fear of the Vandy Commodores. Hey, listen, I'm a I'm a Clark Lee fan. Uh, people people were uh, ragging on him at SEC Media Days when he said uh, at some point, you know, I think he even said gave some years that they were going to be on top of the East and then on top of the SEC, and people laughed at him. But hey, they are on top of the SEC. Today, Jordan, they yep. are on top of the SEC and undefeated. You know, undefeated. And then listen, <laughs> they've got uh, they've got Elon this week. They've got Wake Forest next week. There's a pretty good shot that Vanderbilt could uh, could start the season three and zero. Oh. And uh, oh, I, you know, good for them. I will definitely argue on that. I think Wake Forest is actually going to be pretty solid this year. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not going to get. We're not going to dive too deep into ACC, but. That is my dark horse contender for the conference. If uh, if Clemson's going to stay down, I don't think they will. But if they did, fair so enough. fair enough. Um, fair enough. Outside of that, week zero was not overly exciting. It was no. like you said, it was appetizer. We got a we got at least a taste, and hey, we got a great game between Nebraska and Northwestern. Whether you know, I, I, for Nebraska's fans, I wish they would have won that game. They didn't. Um, but for an opening game, it's a great game. It's a close game. It's in Dublin, Ireland. It was. Basically everything you want to start the season. Absolutely. Get that. Hey, I, quiz question real quick. Who do you think traveled further? Vanderbilt or, uh, or Vanderbilt or Nebraska and the Northwestern? Who traveled further? You know, because you're asking me that question, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess Vanderbilt. You got it. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I mean, you know, Northwestern Nebraska go, uh, out of the, out of the out country, of obviously. Yeah. And, uh, Pretty wild, pretty pretty wild. Uh, I, I love the those games. Pretty neat concept there, and so uh, happy for those teams to experience that. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we're through week zero. It's time for week one. Cool. Let me let me bring it back here, Drew, because this is not the Northern Blitz podcast. <laughs> we you, we don't right. need to be talking a ton of Big Ten football because our knowledge is going to be limited. Um, so let's bring it back to the South. We'll start with the SEC. Um, uh, you know, dealer's dealer's choice. Would you like to start with the East or the West? Uh, give me the East. Give okay. Me the East. 
Okay. Uh, who's who's the winner of the East this year, Drew? You know, I've heard lots and lots of exciting talk about Kentucky. And um, by, by the way, did you see the, uh, the, the war on words between Coach Cal and uh, Stoops? I don't know if you saw that. They, I, they I, I did. I did. Yep. Exciting. Ba- it's uh, a basketball school. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was that was pretty offensive. Uh, you know, Stoops is, is – Oh, you, uh, you don't you say know. that, especially in the the one time that Kentucky's actually winning at football. Yeah, and what a great what a great comment he made. He said we weren't uh, we weren't born on third base. You know? <laughs> and uh, that was that was pretty strong stuff. But you know, Kentucky, great program. I've got all the respect in the world for for Stoops, uh, what he's done there. Uh, however, I'm not buying the hype on Kentucky. Uh, I think they have a real shot to under impress uh, based off their schedule, and I think they will. Um, you know, I mean, the obvious is Georgia. We know that. They bring back a handful, uh, more than a handful, good grief, of yeah. guys who should be in the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about them in a little bit in our top five games. But, you know, they, they basically have an NFL roster. Yes, they lost guys. However, they're still loaded. Um Tennessee is, is a fun team. And I, I what I mean by fun team is they're going to score points. It's very likely Thursday night you see them score over 60 um, in, in a high-flying matchup. Uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch them. You're going to enjoy it. Do I think they can compete for the East? I'm not sure. I think they could compete for that two spot, no doubt. Um you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun. But those those three teams there are going to be vying for the East. Um, I do yeah. I do love me some South Carolina. Um, I, I'm a Beamer fan. I, I love the the youth he brings, the uh, the connection to the recruiting and uh, the guys there, and, and they're going to be successful. I, you know, obviously, you know, we're talking about a sensitive subject, Jordan uh, Spencer Rattler. Obviously. Could not cut it at OU. So hey, hey, he couldn't cut it at the Big Twelve. So what makes us think he could cut it at the SEC? Oh. You know? Well, you know, it's a it's a step down from conference. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> all our listeners need to know that uh you know, we, we gotta help Jordan get on the uh it means more it just means more. It just in means the more SEC. And uh, uh, if he doesn't, you know, we're 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 gonna have some props here. We, just we gotta means, get yeah. him into the SEC. So. It just means more BS. I gotcha. I got you. <laughs> but uh, short answer there, Georgia's going to win the East. Uh, yeah, the number two spot in the East should be should be pretty exciting to see how that plays out. I I completely agree. Um, you know, I'd love to be love to be exciting and pick somebody else, but Georgia's Georgia's got too much coming back on offense. I mean, their running game plus I think Brock Bowers as a freshman was the best tight end in the country last year. That guy was a freak. Correct. Um, just just too much Georgia. Too much talent. Um, I do, I think I like Kentucky a little more than you do just because I like their quarterback. I like Will Levis. Um, the, the thing that stops me from picking them as number two, which I've toyed with is the fact that they play Tennessee, who is my other top one, um, at Tennessee. And that has not been a rivalry that, uh, Kentucky has fared well in. So Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got Tennessee in the second spot, but I, yeah, I agree with you. I think South Carolina with Spencer Rattler and Austin Stogner transferring in Shane Beamer. You saw it last year. South Carolina was a lot better last year than they were supposed to be with very little talent, with very little talent, very little talent. I saw there were, there was stuff early on from Vegas that, I mean, had South Carolina lower than Vandy 
in some regards. Um, and they, they did well. And, you know, I think they're going to continue to get better. I, I'm not saying they're going to compete for an SEC East title this year, but, you know, is eight and four a possibility? Absolutely. And I think that's a huge step for them. So eight Absolutely. and four would be, would be a step in the right direction. Are you, you know all about that, so we'll we'll shift over to your side of the conference with Arkansas <laughs> in the West. Hey, real real quick, real real quick. Yeah. there is one team we're not talking about. Nobody's talking and... about Florida, Drew. Nobody cares about <laughs> <laughs> the Florida Gators are showing up on exactly no one's radar at the moment. I will say this real quick because I don't want to spend too much time on Florida. Yeah, um, I am a Billy Napier fan. I like him. They need to give him time. He's a good coach. He's got some good some good vibes going on down there in Gainesville. I think they're going to be successful. I love me some Anthony Richardson at quarterback. He is a pro quarterback. He's going to play in the NFL. He's going to play on Sundays. He was young last year. They're going to be good. I don't think it's going to be this year. Uh, you know, beginning week one, we'll talk about in a little bit. But but Florida's that thing nobody's talking about at the moment. No. That's fair. Well, and and I'll save my comments for him until we get to uh, to that part of it, but. Yeah, yep. we'll, we'll definitely talk a little more Florida. Um, but moving on to the West, so talking about a team like South Carolina who, you know, is trying to take a step in the right direction. Obviously, Arkansas needed to do that a few years ago after the uh, Chad Morris era. Um, Sam Pittman was that. clearly – yeah, I bet. You blacked that part out, right? That's right. That's right. Sam, Sam Pittman, obviously, just a phenomenal step in the right direction, has got the program – I mean, I'd say got them on track much quicker than anybody expected. And has Arkansas looking like, you know, again, I've got them as the second best team in the West going into this year. I mean, obviously Alabama's number one. There's, I mean, you could pick that without knowing anything about the team, honestly. Um, but I've got Arkansas number two ahead of A&M. I just, I don't like what A&M brings at the quarterback position. And I think Arkansas brings back, you know, a lot of leadership. They've got some good players on both offense and defense. Jalen Catalan is one of the best safeties in the in the SEC. Him coming back was huge for that defense. Um, but, you know, whether or not K.J. Jefferson resembles a fullback is, you know, hearsay. But <laughs> overall, I think Arkansas looks looks really strong going into this year. I'm assuming you're you're going to agree. Yeah, I, uh, I'll never disagree with the, the Arkansas hype after – you know, uh, basically suffering for seven years of, of uh, imprisonment from football. Uh, you know, I'll take that all the time. But the West is tough, man, as always. Um, you know, I'm sure, obviously, you know, being a Big 12 fan, you guys get sick of hearing how great <clears throat> the SEC is. But the West truly this year, just looking at it top to bottom, I mean, it's a gauntlet, man. You know, you've got Alabama, the clear-cut favorite. Uh, yeah, I think we talked about this on the phone one day, Jordan, but how often in history have we had the number one offensive player in the country in Bryce Young and then the number one defensive player in the country in Will Anderson all on the same team? It's going to be brutal. They're going to be tough, going to be really hard to beat. However, going back to Arkansas, we do get them in Fayetteville, which is a big boost. Um, going down the list, you know, I, I, I'm not a uh, a Brian Harson fan. Uh, he'll be gone after this year, in my opinion. Yeah, L- LSU definitely. Uh, don't get me started on Brian Kelly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but however, uh, I do think uh, he, he he has been a winner uh, in in the past. We'll see what he can do at LSU. I think it's a bad culture fit. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Uh, well, we'll find I out. think I think it's important to just let our listeners know that unlike Brian Kelly, Drew Waddell's southern accent is is legit. That is that is actually <laughs> is. his voice. So when I say when I say y'all. <laughs> you know what, uh, it, it's it's a real y'all jordan it is it is real no um, I, I i completely agree with you on auburn i mean the fact that they were trying to fire him this off season and failed to do so um i mean you've got a dead man walking at at, at head coach i mean yeah how is the yeah. team going to respond to that personally i've got money on the uh under for win total for auburn this year i just i think they're going to be an absolute train wreck i think harson's fired at the end of the year and you know, Auburn starts over and that's, that's a program that's won plenty over the years. Um, they're just, that is, that is a really probably the strangest program in the sec because Auburn will be really good and then really bad. They don't, uh, the consistency has not been there for them, but they, they obviously have shown the ability to be really, really good. Well, and the big news over the weekend, Jordan, I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, the basically the last remaining supporter of Brian Harson. Uh, resigned for other, uh, what do you call it? Other, other ventures. Yeah. Uh, the Auburn AD. Really strange exit there. Uh, boy, I, honestly, I don't know if he makes the full season. We'll see. Um, I'll tell you this the team that excites me out of the last three that we haven't talked about, we haven't talked about Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or AM. Um, uh, you know, we'll be careful here and try to be fair to everybody. Uh, we both share the same feelings for uh, those, those folks down at College Station. But uh, Mississippi State, the Pirate himself, I'm telling you, Jordan, they've got a better team than most people think down there. Um, they got a great quarterback. They got a, a, a pretty solid defense. Uh, they've got a good running back. They've got some good skill players. The third year for the Pirate in the past has proven to be his year. Uh, and I'm telling you, Will Rogers is the real deal. Again, I think he's a, he's an NFL Sunday quarterback. He can sling it. He's also a great kid. He's a great uh, great teammate. They're going to do well. And also, we can't sleep on Ole Miss either. Um, as a Hog fan, it pains me to say, but Ole Miss, uh, they're a little bit of a question mark. I mean, tons and tons of transfers. Uh, it's hard to know what a team's going to look like week one. Luckily, I think they have Troy this week, but uh, but they've got uh, Dart at quarterback. They've got um, a couple other kids vying for that job. Yep. Jordan, who was the kid that came in the uh, the Sugar Bowl against Baylor? I'm, it's, oh, you're it's talking about Altmaier. Altmaier, yep. Luke Altmaier. Yeah, he he honestly played pretty well in that Sugar Bowl. And so we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, but uh, you know, if you if you've got Lane Kiffin calling the plays, it's going to be exciting. Uh, they've oh, yeah. got solid transfers that have come in. Well, that's the deal is, you know, Ole Miss, uh, you know, they were obviously really, really good last year. I think they're a bit of a wild card this year. I think Mississippi State, any, any, basically any team coached by Mike Leach is always going to be a wild card. I mean, that guy, he has won at so many places that you really don't get talent to. I mean, Texas Tech was nothing. He got there and just turned them into a powerhouse for a short time. Um, and then obviously he was let go and he went up to Washington State and turned just an abysmal program into a winner where they were constant ranked team all of a sudden. Um, I think, and you know, he's got Will Rogers, like you said. So I think Mississippi state's got a chance to be very dangerous in the West this year. And I mean, again, just adds to the gauntlet. And then as far as going back to those folks down in college station at A&M, I think, you know, I think A&M is going to be 
good this year. I just don't think they're going to be great. Um, I, I was not a Max Johnson fan at LSU. I really didn't think he was all that talented. Um, not a strong enough arm, especially for a guy who is not very mobile. And I think that's going to be their weak link this year. But they've got a heck of a talent, young talent in Connor Wegman. Wegman, I'm not sure how to say his last name. Um, that I mean, I've watched tape on him. Very, very good. I, honestly, and I'm not a fan of ever throwing a freshman quarterback out there too early. But I'd like to see him get some snaps midway through the season and maybe start to take that starting job over by the end of the year. And then next year, it'd be his year. Because, um, again, everybody – Everybody saw the highly ranked recruiting class that A&M brought in this past year. And, yeah, you know, they're gonna, those guys are going to contribute some as freshmen, but I think sophomore year is where you're going to start to see that really pay dividends. So I, I think a and still a year away from really having a chance to be really, really good. Boy, isn't that the, isn't that the motto for A&M, just a year away? <laughs> uh, you know, That's... to start off, to your point, to start off the season, I think you will see those guys get snaps. I mean, they've got Prairie View. A&M, Sam Houston, Miami, which honestly, that's not even going to be a game either. But, um, you know, October 8th, Alabama, uh, that's a game that, that's going to be pretty exciting. Fireworks go off there. Um, my to, to round it all out to your question about the West, the way I see it is Alabama's a clear-cut favorite for number one. Yep. Um, I, I do try not to be a homer here. I do have the Hogs at two. And then I think it's a – a pretty hardcore battle for that three spot. Um, you know, I I, I kind of want to put A and M in there. I kind of want to put State. Uh, I could also see Ole Miss there. So it, it's I mean, going to be tough for that third spot. Honestly, you know, I've got. I mean, Alabama is a clear cut one. I think this is going to be one of the more talented Alabama teams. But honestly, two through seven, you could basically just toss it in a hat and see who it is. Absolutely. So it's going to be right. yeah, it's going to be yep. a gauntlet, like you said. So. I agree, and I've seen I've seen predictions, you know, with A&M going all the way uh, to the SC championship game and winning that. I, I, I don't yeah. see it on my end. Uh, my conference champion, I just don't think Nick is going to be denied this year. I think he's uh, uh, underneath. I just think he's seething. I think he's ready to play. I think he's fired up. We're going to see that this weekend against Utah State, and then he'll take out most of his frustration on Texas in week two. Um, however, I, I just, you know, Kirby's got it going on. He's got a sweet thing in Georgia, but I just don't see Nick uh, going down again. No, fair enough. Well, um, if you want to move out of the minors and straight into the majors, we can, we can talk to big, <laughs> big 12 football now if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, Jordan, let's uh, let's jump into this little league that, uh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> there's a little, little engine that could. This little engine that could here, uh, trying to stay. Uh, Trying to stay alive, uh, you know, not maybe maybe won't make much geographical sense in the future, but for right now, it it looks uh, it hey, looks solid. It looks it'll, solid. It, it'll it'll still make more sense than the Pac-12 now. <laughs> or sorry, sorry, not the Pac-12, the Big Ten with the addition of the USC and UCLA. So absolutely, absolutely. So you know. Jordan, uh, jump in. I mean, you're obviously going to be the guru on this. Uh, we're we're pretty SEC heavy uh, at this household, but. What are your thoughts on uh, – let's go one through five in the Big 12. Uh, sleepers, definite. What, what are you thinking? Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my Homer flag fly right now, and uh, I'm taking OU number one. Um, I mean, honestly, they bring back a lot of talent. They, they bring in a coach that, you know, is actually trying to coach for OU instead of soliciting offers elsewhere. Um, mm-hmm. 
and, and just completely different culture shift. You know, they bring in a talented quarterback with Dylan Gabriel. So they're not going to lose a ton of the position. I, I Don't get me wrong. Caleb Williams is immensely talented. I think he has a chance to be the best quarterback in the country. Um, but as far as production from last year, you know, he was a freshman. He made freshman, freshman mistakes. I think, I think Gabriel can manage the offense and be a little more of a game manager, so to speak. Um, so I, I've got OU number one. After that, the, the Big 12 lost a lot of players last year. Baylor's probably who I have number two. Um, it's it's really tough to tell because you saw one game out of Blake Shapen at quarterback, and that was the Big 12 championship, which obviously he won against a really good defense, but very, very limited. Any any quarterback can play great for one game. I mean, I've watched OU have Trevor Knight against Alabama. So I've seen an example of it, um, but I think I think Baylor just is going to be really strong defensively again this year. I mean, Dave Aranda's a great coach. So I've got Baylor number two. After that, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. K-State's going to be good. Texas is going to be solid. Uh, Oklahoma State's still going to be good. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd say for Texas Tech, I mean, it's going to be a make or break year for Matt Wells. Either either he gets it done this year or he's, he's out, out the door. And then Iowa State's always going to be dangerous. They've got one of the best coaches in the country in, in, in Campbell, um, but they've lost a lot of talent. No Brees Hall, no Brock Purdy. That's a that's a lot to come back from. And Iowa State's not exactly just stocked full of talent like some of the other teams. So, and don't forget about Sonny Dyke at TCU. I mean, I, come yeah. on, come on now, Jordan. Don't 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 leave him out. Don't leave don't leave TCU out. out. I, I I honestly I, I think six and six is best case for TCU this year. Yeah, um, I agree. I no agree. offense to the Horn Frogs. Uh, I just I don't I don't see it for them this year, especially they. They lost a lot of talent too. They lost their star running back um, to the transfer portal. Now he's at Ole Miss. Hey, just yeah, TCU's TCU's probably gonna have a rough year this year. Not to say they can't bounce back. I tell you, it's uh, you know, I'm just kind of looking at these teams and and you know, the Big Twelve is full of, of really at this point in time a, a, a stable of really good coaches. Um, you know, Venables reminds me a lot of Pittman. A great culture fit. Of course, you still got Gundy. You still got Aranda, who you've talked about, who's proven to be a great coach. He's going to continue to do things uh, right down in Waco. Uh, I know that would make some of our buddies happy, Jordan, to, to, yep. to hear that. Uh, you know, Texas, we haven't even talked about Texas yet. I mean, we both share same sentiments for Texas. Uh, you know, this is this is a big year, to say the least. And uh, it, it's not, not – uh, doesn't sound great uh, down in Austin uh, with their quarterback situation they've got going up there. The, the rumor, the, the articles that were out that, you know, the quarterback situation looks extremely dire. Uh, you know, of course, you saw one quarterback who transferred out this weekend in that game. Um, you know, it, it's just in the Nebraska game. It, it's it, it's tough. It's a really, uh, really tough uh, year. Sark is, is uh, he, he's in a tough spot. Uh, I definitely don't oh, yeah. envy him in this moment. No. I mean, it's always tough to tell with Texas. You don't know what you're going to get because you see those top five, top ten at the least recruiting classes every single year, and it never adds up. It's it, He can't put it together. Why Why can they not put it together? And you think a lot of it's got to be a culture issue. They They have to have a culture issue down in Austin, and they – Honestly, I think they keep having it because they keep letting the big money donors run the show down there instead of just cutting the coach loose and letting it happen. I mean, 
I, I, I can tell you right now, Nick Saban is not taking orders from any of the big money donors at Alabama. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. absolutely. I mean, Texas, and again, Texas has talent. The problem for me with Texas this year is a lot of their big time talents at the skill position. Um, they're, they're weak in the trenches. Their offensive line is not very good. They already lost, uh, junior Angulao, one of their returning starters. He's out for the season now. Um, their defensive line is average. So now that, I mean, they're loaded at defensive back every year. They've got a lot of good receivers. They, they've obviously got the best big or best, uh, best running back in the big 12 and B. John Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So, so don't get me wrong. They, they can absolutely beat anybody in the country mm-hmm. um i just don't i don't see them ever achieving that consistency this season so i don't either I don't you know either. i i think for texas i think it's an i think it's an eight and four seven and five kind of season yeah i do too and i i you know obviously that bama game week two is not even going to be close i tell you a team that real quick that we're rounded out with west virginia is interesting uh neil brown I, i've always thought he's a good coach uh and they put uh they put none other than jt daniels Yep. At the helm, uh, you know, transfer portal uh, winner there, I think. I, I, I've been a JT Daniels fan. Uh, he definitely, I wouldn't say, you know, uh, flat out lost the job at Georgia. He just, Stetson was was right yeah. time, right place on that. Uh, heck of a problem to have, right? Uh, like three or four great quarterbacks. But JT, I think, will do well at West Virginia. We'll talk about that in our, one of our top five matchups of the week here in a little bit. But uh, interesting program there at West Virginia, as always. Um yeah, what else do you have to say about the Big 12, Jordan? Uh, that's, you know, uh, my, my sleeper pick for, for fun games is Kansas. You know, I, I'm i not going to say Kansas is going to win more than three games. That, that'd be a bold statement for that program. But, man, they, they looked better last year. They were more competitive than they have ever been in the last probably decade. Um, they, beat, they beat Texas in Austin. Yeah. which is also an indictment on the Longhorns, obviously. But, you know, very impressive, very impressive accomplishment for them. Um, can they build on it? I don't know. I mean, it's Kansas. So it's, you know, for you, I mean, it's Vanderbilt. It's just, you just, you don't ever expect them to do anything, honestly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Well, there you have it. There, you know, lock those picks in. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, here at the end of the season, we will be, uh, what do you think, 100% probably on those picks? Oh, you know, more than, more than likely. More than likely. I mean, I, I, don't know that I, I don't know that I've ever been wrong, so I'm sure that that's <laughs> probably going to happen. <laughs> uh, plenty of, uh, plenty of uh, you know, uh, bulletin board material here. Yeah, no right. About it. No doubt about it. No doubt. Yeah, fair enough. Well, do you want to you start getting into uh, the, the games now for let's, let's OU go. and Arkansas? All right. Yep. Well, we'll do we'll do kind of a I guess a state of the program on OU. I mean, it's just it's a completely different culture. Lincoln Riley's gone, and you know you look at Lincoln, and he was a little more social media heavy, flash heavy. You know, really, really recruited well in the skill position areas, um, not so much in the trenches or on defense in general. Um, but man, he could he could land some top flight quarterbacks and receivers without any issue. Um, but you know, that was always the case for when he left. It's like, oh, man, you know, Brent Venable is obviously a great defensive mind, but can he recruit? Um, I think that question's been answered. OU's recruiting class looks to be probably the best, I don't know, in 20 years right now if mm-hmm. everything finishes how they expect it to. 
And and more importantly, you look at the class as far as high-end talent, and it is much more well-rounded than it has been in the past. Um, those Lincoln classes that were ranked highly, you know, like the 2019 one that had, you know, five-star Spencer Rattler and three five-star receivers, you know, when all your five stars are literally a quarterback and three receivers, that's uh, that's not ideal. You know, you, you want to have a defensive tackle in there or an offensive lineman, something, something in the trenches. That's, that's what I always preach. That's where I would start any kind of an NFL franchise, pay, pay the man that throws the ball and then pay the guys in the, in the trenches. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I think OU's made some moves there recruiting wise. I think they'll be fine recruiting. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of look forward to the OU UTEP game this, this week. I'm not going to do much of a deep dive on it because it's UTEP. Um, Easy, easy. Hey, <laughs> hell, my goodness. Well, with that, I mean, True. there's probably, there's probably I, I know. at least one or two UTEP fans that are tuning, tuning in right now. I know, upset Drew, about I, that. And I, I apologize for chasing off both of the minor fan base. <laughs> um, but, I mean, they, they look pretty poor against, uh, you know, North Texas. Yes, they did. So, yes, I, they I did. think I think OU will run through that pretty easily. Um, that, that won't be much of a test. So, we're not going to get to see much of – how good OU is going to be for, you know, another couple of weeks um, when they go to go to Lincoln, Nebraska, which again, who knows how tough of a test that's going to be. So. How, uh, what are your thoughts and what have you been hearing about uh, the, the cohesion between, you know, Levy coming in, Dylan Gabriel, I mean, you know, two, two guys who weren't there last year, obviously, yep. um, but two guys that are proven. Um, I, for one, am excited to see Gabriel, uh, in a in a bigger program, in a bigger atmosphere. I think he's made for it. I think he's going to do well. Lebby, uh, love to hate him. I mean, he's just kind of a mastermind. Uh, what, what are you hearing about that? Well, and I don't know if you know this, but so before Lebby went to Ole Miss, he was the offensive coordinator for UCF, where he coached a young quarterback named Dylan Gabriel. So this is nothing more than a reunion in Norman. Um, the stakes are a little bit higher in Norman, Oklahoma than they are in Orlando, Florida. Um, but it, it's definitely an advantage for him to already know the offense makes it a lot easier when you're a transfer quarterback coming in with a brand new team, um, just gives you a leg up a little bit, but yeah. OU returns plenty of plenty of talent at the receiver position. Uh, Marvin Mims is back. Theo Weiss is back. Jalil Farouk had a great game in the, in the bowl game against Oregon. So no problems there. Yeah. You lose Kennedy Brooks to the NFL, so the running game is going to be a little bit of a question mark. But the offensive line is basically all returned. They look better than ever. Um, I, I think the offense will keep humming with Levy. So no doubt. Well, hey, the biggest question that, that that people across America who may not even be a fan of college football are wondering is when does General Booty get? <laughs> when does General Booty get his first snap in an OU uniform? I'm I'm hoping for one of those first two games. You know, I think I think I think General Booty is sitting somewhere in the three or four spot as far as uh, the quarterback rotation. But yeah, yeah. I, I'd love for it because I mean that's a perfect name for a great nil deal. I mean, <laughs> not as good as the coldest. Not no as good no the coldest. No the Crawford takes the cake. I mean, <laughs> H back was perfect for him. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love no. it. Yeah, I, I I will definitely keep an eye out for General Booty. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, OU UTEP. What time is that game on Saturday? That would be the two thirty game. Two thirty Fox, correct? 
That is correct. I I will All be right. in attendance, so I will not be watching on TV regardless. But okay, good deal, good deal. But good we'll deal. Um, again. I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on the minors. No offense to them. So we'll we'll move on to a slightly bigger game. Um, we'll talk a little Arkansas Cincinnati if you're ready. Well, Jordan, before before we break into that, real quick, give us give us a quick rundown on OU recruiting um obviously we are not recruiting experts however it, it's kind of its own season you know yeah. uh, we, we we love to keep up with that there's guys who are fantastic at this um what's the state of OU obviously we're coming to, to crucial time for official visits and things like that what what, what have you got what have you got so, going on there yeah so OU's I don't want to say wrapped up but they've got a very large majority of this class already wrapped up uh for 2023 They've got a few big names still on the board that they look great with. You know, you got five-star David Hicks um, looking to take his official visit to OU for the Bedlam game this year. Uh, by all accounts, OU leads leads there. But, again, anytime a kid like that is visiting Alabama as well, it makes you nervous. Um, right. Other than that, I mean, they've got their five-star quarterback on board, and, you know, they have that five-star quarterback has a consensus five-star safety on his on his high school team that he's been recruiting to OU, who's supposed to be in Norman for the Kent State game in week two, um, along with his younger brother, who's a four-star in the in the 2024 class. But that would be Peyton Bowen and Eli Bowen. Um, both had phenomenal first games for Denton Geyer as a Jackson Arnold, the quarterback. So lot a, a lot of big names, a lot of – you know, like I said before, they have spread it out as far as the talent goes in this recruiting class. A lot of talent on the defensive line coming in, um, which there's not really – you got a five-star quarterback and you get talent on the D-line. That is the first two places you start with your team. Right. So, right. Uh, But other than that, there's, there's just not a ton of guys, not a ton of names left for OU on the board. Um, they've already got 22 commitments, so they're, they filled up the bulk of their class. And they'll they'll focus on the last few to round out the season. Absolutely, yeah. It's been a heck of a haul for the Sooners past month, month and a half. Yep, sure seems like it's you know four or five star every single week. So it's it's exciting to see, and obviously these guys are buying into Venable's culture pretty quickly for sure. And and you know I've I've been able to keep up somewhat with Arkansas recruiting, um, you know, somewhat bitterly with guys like Micah Tease and and Luke has, but you know I've I've kept up with it as well. So we. Let's uh, while we're on the topic, let's go ahead and dive into that, and you can brag about those big recruiting wins. Well, you know, it's it's interesting you bring that up because there was a an interesting stat that that was out in the internet universe uh, this this past couple of weeks. You know, we, we've always tried to recruit Oklahoma uh, here and there. We've been successful at times, but from 2013 to 2018, we had five commits uh was seem boy that seems low but anyway that was the number of five commits that actually made it to campus uh from the, the state of oklahoma wow. from 2018 to 2023 that has already been uh 13 so we've uh we've nearly we've i tell you what man we're, we are in the dadgum uh sooner state here jordan you better watch out uh we're, we're coming <laughs> for you we're coming for you uh no in, in all seriousness uh it's it, it is good to see that competition. It's tough in Oklahoma to unseat uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But guys like Tease, um, there were actually one guy I was going to talk about, uh, who I assume is still on the table, 
uh, Marquise Deal, four-star D lineman. Yep. Uh, has he? Ch- he has not committed yet. I don't think he um, has not. I, I know because OU's recruiting him as well. So yep, that's what I was going to say. I know it's between us, OU, and I think every other uh, big shot, uh, you know, program out there. So that one's coming down. We'd love to have him. You know, Arkansas is in a position at this point. So OU, uh, really, the class is pretty well-rounded. It's solid. We sit at number 15, depending on what site you look at. Um, there's just a couple of guys that we're kind of coming down to. There is a offensive lineman from Alabama named Bison Lang. Uh, he is coming back to visit in late September. We, we hope to maybe pull him to round out that class. Um, but honestly, it's it, it, there's a lot of momentum going towards 2024 at this point. They feel like that. I think they've got most of their guys for for twenty three. Um, you know, there's some big official visit weekends coming up uh, with Cincinnati, with South Carolina, with Alabama. Uh, pretty stacked in the very beginning. Um, there has been some interesting chatter. You know, Arkansas as a state is not necessarily uh, gifted with great classes every single year. Yeah. Obviously, talent wise way more of a basketball state. However, uh, we have had some good classes lately. 24 has got a couple of kids. There's a kid named Walker White. He's a Little Rock young man, uh, quarterback. He will be um, unofficial visit this weekend for Cincinnati. Ole Miss is really hot on his tail. Um, man, we I, I want the kid. We're a little bit well, – what seems like cool on him. I don't know why. He's, he's big. He's got a good arm. We'll see what happens there. And then there's a kid named Charleston Collins. Uh, that's out of Little Rock as well. Uh, big, big, big kid, at 6'5", uh, 300. He, he, he's, he's the kind of D lineman you want in the SEC. So we'll see. They'll both be on cam- campus this weekend. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, kind of a, I don't want to say a unentertaining time of the year for recruiting, but it sure seems like, and we've talked about this a lot, Jordan, that the way the cycle is uh, is now, you know, with early uh, signing period and, and, and NIL and, and transfers, boy, it seems like everything has has really uh, gone faster. You know, oh, for things sure. happen quicker. And, and boy, the, the fall is really – you're just down to your last three, four, or five guys who you're holding yeah. out for. Yeah. So, it's been well, interesting. It, you know, the transfer portal just changes everything because, again – you know, you, you can miss out on guys and it's not as big of a deal because you're going to go find, especially positions like receiver, you can go find your receiver in the transfer portal. So, absolutely, absolutely. you know, you, you, you have a little more flexibility there and and you'll see a little bit. I, I believe OU's probably done at the receiver position for this recruiting class. They've only got three three commitments there. But, you know, again, they, they grabbed two guys out of the transfer portal this year. So I think they're they're pretty well set and they've got some talented players. Um, yeah. they, they just won uh, – won a recruiting battle over Georgia on Saturday for four-star receiver Anthony Evans out of Converse Judson in Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's been a different kind of recruiting class for OU for sure. Um, they've, they've got another big, they won a battle on Saturday as well um, for Macari Vickers out of Florida uh, over Alabama, top 100 type defensive back. So, mm-hmm. and then the next one coming up is Jordan Renaud, a defensive lineman from Texas as well that is down to OU in Alabama and is supposed to be making his decision here in mid-September. So, yep. And, hey, no matter what you say, Luke Hawes and Mike Atis, they are solid as they come. <laughs> solid as they come. Yeah, we're, we're excited. I tell you, one of the, one of the funniest well, – not funny, but interesting things, we are very tight end heavy in this class. Three really good tight ends. Yep, uh, I saw that. But we, ha- 
but we haven't used the tight end a whole lot yet uh, with Browles. Maybe that's because of the talent, but we'll see how that works out. And the D-backs, uh, man, we've got some really solid D-backs coming in. So we'll see how it goes, uh, see how this thing rounds out. It's exciting to see the uh, the progress. And obviously for us to see, you know, we're not used to being necessarily in the top uh, 15. So it's yeah. an exciting time for, for Arkansas football and uh, OU football on the recruiting front, no doubt. Well, and again, the future's great, but tell me about now, Drew. You know, you've got you've got Cincinnati in five days. Are the Hogs ready? You know, and I will be there firsthand. I'm excited. Uh, man, does it get any better? Labor Day weekend, long weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got that. Just It's in the air, man. It's exciting. SEC Nation will be on hand, right in front of beautiful old Maine on campus. The the energy will be buzzing. It's just about standing room only. It's going to be an exciting uh, exciting atmosphere. And listen, uh, bottom line is is Arkansas is not taking Cincinnati lightly. I think the the consensus, you know, news line over the summer has been, hey, they lost so much. They lo- they lost River yep. and they lost Sauce Gardner and they lost these guys. But hey, you know, they're, they're great. They they've recruited well. They, Fickle is a great coach. Um, th- th- this this program is here to maintain. Actually, Pittman today in his his press conference, he even went so far to say that he felt like Cincinnati could compete con- basically consistently in the SEC. And I thought that was an interesting uh, uh, wow. note of respect. Note of respect towards Cincinnati, but you know that sounds like Hogs, blasphemy coming from the SEC right there. I, I, I'm telling you, I, you I know, know there uh, were some fans upset with that comment. Probably so. Probably so. Um, but, you know, the Hogs are ready. The, the exciting thing for the, for a Razorback fan is, you know, when, when you see the coaches are excited in the press conferences after the scrimmages and a- after the practices and talking about how we just look different, we're moving different, the attitude's different, uh, th- this program's different. And uh, we will find out very quickly – uh, and I hate to keep saying different over and over again, but that is the word of choice. I mean, we'll see how different these guys are. I mean, obviously quarterback, could you have a better leader in KJ? Yes, I know he – you say he looks like a tight end, but, hey, I, it, who <laughs> wants that tank rolling downhill at you? And, you know, <laughs> what I don't think KJ gets enough credit for is how accurate he is. I mean, Jordan, he rarely turns the ball over. He's extremely, extremely accurate. I don't even think he threw an interception – uh, in fall camp or spring camp. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I don't have the stats pulled up at the moment. Uh, that probably should have been something I looked up before. But he, he had very few interceptions last year. He's going to be even more accurate this year. So the biggest question marks, why, right? Why, what are the reasons why we could lose a game like this? Well, wide receiver was one of the biggest ones. You know, our boy Traylon Burke scores his first preseason NFL touchdown uh, Saturday night, which is exciting to see that. But Huge loss, great player, once-in-a-lifetime type of Razorback. But how do we replace him? Well, we go off, you know, we, we, we rob the rich. We bring Jaden Hazelwood over from mm-hmm. Oklahoma. That felt that felt good. We needed another, him. Another uh, dagger in the heart. Another dagger in the heart. Um, Keytron Jackson's a, a kid that I've always liked. He's He'll be coming into his third year here at Arkansas. Really has not been given his due yet, in my opinion. Big kid, 6'2". Uh, 215, big body, uh, can battle with the best of them. Uh, Warren Thompson, uh, you know, he, he gosh, Warren, I don't know how old this guy is now. Jordan, good gosh, he may be, he may be 28. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, he, he's big, 6'6, 
receiver. But Matt Landers has been the biggest uh, surprise. Matt Landers is a guy who started his career at Georgia. I believe he was a four-star recruit. Uh, he transferred to what I believe was Toledo, played there. He, he had a pretty good year last year, nothing that would just blow your mind, but he's huge. He's 6'5", 200, and he can jump out of the gym. And um, he has been unreal in uh, scrimmages and, and uh, in, in our practices. So he, he's kind of been the, the, the big shining spot. He's going to start on Saturday. They released the depth chart today. So that, that question mark is still out there. However, I think Razorback fans are feeling pretty good about that. D-line is another question mark. Um, lost some guys there. Our, our best returning D-lineman, Tarian Carter, from a former uh, big-time big recruit out of Texas, uh, he got hurt uh, in spring camp, which was a big blow. He won't be back until hopefully maybe October, but that was a veteran guy you lose in the middle. We picked up Terry Hampton, a transfer from ASU, big, big, big kid. Uh, can plug that hole in the middle. He's been playing very well. Uh, Jashad Stewart from my hometown of Jonesboro uh, has, has, I think, rung the bell here. He's, he's showing up to practice. He, he, all you read is positive. Zach Williams, Eric Gregory, Landon Jackson's an LSU transfer. Gigantic yeah. dude. I mean, good gosh. Jordan, I think he's 6'7", 250. I mean, he's, he's huge, but he's, in, he's been injury prone as well. And then Jordan Dominic comes over from Georgia Tech transfer on the end. Uh, we need him to step up and get up to the pace of the SEC. So, for me, the biggest question mark is the D-line. Can they hold up? Because here's the deal, Jordan. Past the D-line, we have never been better, maybe in the last 10 to 15 years, like, I don't know, 20 years, at linebacker and in the secondary. We are solid. At linebacker, you got Drew Sanders coming from Alabama, transfer, huge kid, bumpers back. Um, you know, you got guys in the back, Catalan, Slusher, um, Simeon Blair. Uh, you know, you go on and on. Then you bring in transfers, more transfers. You know, the Dagum Portal. You know, you got Latavius yep. Brady from Georgia, Dwight McLeathern from LSU. It's exciting. You got you got a defense that looks like an SEC defense. So, very exciting. There are some holes, wide receiver and D-line. We'll find out in the first four or five series what they're going to be all about. Um well, I tell you what, you got me on my soapbox there about Arkansas. But <laughs> real, real quick, because uh, I don't want to take too much more time on this game. But Cincinnati, for those listening, you know the biggest thing to watch there is going to be the quarterback battle. They're going to play two guys. They're going to play Ben Bryant. They're going to play Evan Prater. Bryant, uh, the guy's been a nomad. He backed up Ritter for 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 years. Transferred out to Eastern Washington. Came back. Here he is. He wants to be the guy, but Prater is way more elusive. So, you know, you, you got to – our guys are going to have to basically plan for two different style quarterbacks, which is always tough. Um, but uh, their O-line is loaded. They've got five starters across the front coming back. They're gigantic. They look like an SEC O-line. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Jordan, but since Cincinnati last year was third in the nation in takeaways – on defense, Arkansas didn't turn the ball over much last year. So, so who's going to outlast that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you're asking me, it's going to be Arkansas that outlasts that. I just, yeah, you know, I'm going to go back to where you started. Cincinnati lost too much. I mean, the the amount of players they had go in the NFL draft, that's that's the kind of numbers that Alabama puts up every year, Georgia puts up every year, and you know, those teams have the talent pool, the depth 
to survive those, you know, those just NFL drafts. Cincinnati, no. I, I don't buy that they have the ability. They lost Desmond Ritter. Like you said, Sauce Gardner. I mean, it's just – I'll put it this way. I've got money on Arkansas minus seven. So I love it. Yeah, well, think, here, here's a key stat. Roll. Yep, and here's a key stat, and I think here's the reason why the Hogs roll. The defense in total returns four starters. There you go. Yep. And this offense is going to tear that to shreds. So – you know, oh, yeah. I, I've got Arkansas. I've got Arkansas by um, a couple of touchdowns. I think it'll be a good game. We'll pull away second half, but it's an exciting game as a fan to start off with, no doubt, no doubt. For sure, for sure. Well, we got a good breakdown from from Drew Waddell on his soapbox there about Arkansas, Cincinnati. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our pick five feature of the week. Um, got five great games. We'll start. We're going to keep uh, up with these, Jordan. We're going to keep up with these. Oh, we're absolutely record keeping. Okay. I mean, okay. I like it. You might not want to, um, (laughs) but I'd like that bragging rights. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll start with the backyard brawl on Thursday night with Pittsburgh and West Virginia. Um, I'll let you start it out. Is there anything better than Thursday night madness, Jordan? I mean, we got, we got Mm -hmm. Thursday through Monday this week. I know it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Uh, you know, touched on this a little bit. Uh, you know, personally, I, I like JT Daniels, uh, solid, solid quarterback. Uh, I think he'll have a good game. West Virginia O-line was absolutely terrible last year, though. Uh, so, that, you know, they were worst in the Big 12 in sacks uh, and tackles for loss both. So what makes us think that they're going to be able to even protect JT Daniels? We'll see. Uh, Keaton Slovis comes over from UC, USC, transfer who comes in. Uh, they're going to have plenty of weapons under Narduzzi. I've got Pitt winning this one in a close battle, 38-31, to 31, Jordan. Okay. I, uh, I'm going to agree. I've got Pitt as well. Um, you know, obviously they've got to replace Kenny Pickett. Keaton Slovis is not a bad, uh, not a bad guy to go to. Jordan Addison, huge loss. Um, huge. I'm not even going to – I'm not even going to get into how how irritated I get about the the NIL game and the tampering and especially when it's Lincoln Riley. That would yes. that that'd be too long of a soapbox for this podcast. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, just so much turnover within West Virginia. I mean they they have to replace Daigie. They replace running back Letty Brown, who's off to the NFL. Their leading receiver Winston Wright's off to FSU through the transfer portal. Just lost so many key players on the team and they still have their big D tackle Dante stills, but no, I've got Pitt, and I honestly don't have it that close. Um, I've got a 34, 17 pit. Very interesting. Very interesting. So uh, next one, we'll go to one of the bigger ones. We got Oregon and Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, this is an interesting game. Uh, it, this is, you know, you've got a, a new coach, obviously. Uh, on the Oregon side, who who he he knows those Bulldogs, Jordan. He knows them pretty pretty darn well. Pretty uh, pretty darn well. Well, uh, it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a hot matchup for sure. I mean, Dan Lanning is he's gonna be he's gonna be primed up for this one, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and that's why I think uh, I'm not gonna say it gives him a chance, but it definitely gives him extra motivation. I'll just say this real quick: Oregon has the talent pull this off it sounds like blasphemy they did i mean they went in and beat uh, ohio state last year 35 28 that did happen uh, yep yeah they can do it uh their defensive front uh, honestly without knowing a, a crazy amount about them but but what i've read they have one of the best in the country 
Um, They've got an SEC quarterback. They do have an SEC quarterback in none other than Bo Nix. Um, if he starts, we don't even know that yet. That's, that's fair. So, that's uh, fair. We don't, we don't know that yet. And good Lord. Uh, well, anyway, we'll leave that there. But, um, you know, Georgia, I, I just – gosh, Jordan, I go down the list. Jalen Carter at defensive line, he should be in the NFL. Brock Bowers, he should be in the NFL. Eric Gilbert comes over from LSU, another tight end. By the way, they have three tight ends that could start for anybody – in the country. He, that will yeah. all play on Sundays. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he comes from uh, best tight end room maybe ever. Uh, Nolan Smith comes back. Good grief, that guy's a maniac at linebacker. Um, Oregon has not named a quarterback. Uh, Bo Nix is, is there. It doesn't give and, me a whole lot of confidence. I don't know about yeah, you. We, we saw Anthony Brown enough last year to know yes. he's decent. Um, that's about as far as I'm going to go on him. Yep, I've got Georgia 28, uh, Oregon 17. I, honestly, as okay. soon as I say that, that sounds closer than I think it's going to be maybe. But I'm going to give Oregon a little bit of benefit of the doubt there. First game, too, getting things worked out for Georgia. Uh, but definitely uh, Georgia runs away with it in the second half. Yeah, um, I, I don't have it nearly as close, and I've got it higher scoring. I've got I've got Georgia 45 to 20. Um too many, too many weapons on offense. Even, I, I'm not a huge Stetson Bennett fan, but I mean, when you have the running backs that they have, the tight ends that they have, they just, there's too much talent on that team. Um, and again, we've we've seen what you're going to get from Anthony Brown for Oregon. We've seen we've seen plenty of Bo Nix. I'm sure you've watched enough Bo Nix. He's he's good for a m- miraculous play here and there, but consistently, no. I, I think Georgia runs away with this one early. Um, so we'll. I agree. We'll move to the next one. See if we we can eventually get a get a disagreement. So I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll start this one off with Utah, Florida. Um, man, I I'm a huge fan of Kyle Whittingham. I think I think Utah wins this. And I think they win it big. Um, Cam Rising, their quarterbacks returning. Uh, I, a, a lot of OU flavor to this team. Probably partially why I like it. I mean, Cam Rising at one point was committed to Oklahoma. He ended up actually signing with Texas before transferring to Utah. Um, Running backs, Tavion Thomas was originally committed to Oklahoma. T.J. Pledger played at Oklahoma, so both end up at Utah. Those are their top two backs. Tavion Thomas over 1,100 yards last year. I mean, he's a just a workhorse. He's a big dude, 6'2", 238. Um, could definitely carry that. So they return their leading receiver. They do lose uh, their star return man, Britton Covey, um, and they lose Devin Lloyd, obviously, the star linebacker for the NFL. But fun little – tidbit they do bring in transfer Diabati from Florida who was Florida's leading tackler at linebacker so mm. either way I, I'm taking I'm taking Utah I, I say big I'm, I'm gonna go 31-17 um, but I think they beat Florida by two touchdowns mm. okay we have officially reached our first disagreement here and, and, and I will say I am not a big Anthony Richardson fan <laughs> I, I I'm not a believer so okay. uh, we, we disagree on that one as well. Uh, I like this. This is good. This is healthy. So I, I am an, an Anthony Richardson fan. I think he's going to, I think he's going to have a great year. I really do. I don't know if that's going to, you know, equate to, to more wins or what, but I think he's going to do well. You said it all about Utah there um, and they are the Kyle Whittingham is one of the best coaches in, in the country. They do have one of the best defenses in football. 
full of studs. Utah's O line is full of guys that are that are high ranked uh, guys as well. Uh, obviously, you said Cam Rising. You've already mentioned him. You know, the, the key to the game for me is uh, the Florida defensive line has to maintain a solid rotation to hang in there against this offense. Um, now, here's here's what tipped the tip the scale for me a little bit. Okay, one, you know. There's a little bit of a, a climate change that happens here. Uh, Utah's coming down to Gainesville. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the weather. It's going to be in the 90s. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, 80, 90% humidity. It's going to be like wearing a, a wool blanket at that time <laughs> of day. Uh, it's 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 going to be tough. And then also, Utah is, isn't great on the road, Jordan. They're not. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games against teams with winning records away from home. So I've got Florida winning an extremely ugly. You're going to want to turn your daggum TV off or throw a shoe through the TV. Ooh. It's going to be ugly. Florida wins. Uh, Napier rejoices. Florida faithful or fired up. Don't get too excited though, because I don't think it'll uh, it'll equate to great things for the rest of the season. However, I think that uh, Florida wins 21, Utah 17 in a really close game down in the fourth quarter. Well, there's that. Uh... There's that SEC bias coming there in. There it is. There you it know. is. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's, it's a disease. Hey, there, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. So. <laughs> uh, all right. You, I'll let you keep rolling. We got uh, Notre okay. Dame and Ohio State, arguably the biggest game of the day. Correct. Who you got? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I just – ever since the Sugar Bowl when, when my beloved Hogs lost a, a – crushing game with Ryan Mallett at the helm. I have just absolutely despised Ohio State with every ounce <laughs> of my soul. Um, man, anyway, that's what I'll say about that. But, you know, um, obviously great program, Ohio State, huge game. I believe this is at the shoe. Am I, am I wrong on that? Is it the, is yep. it at the horseshoe? Correct. Okay. Yep. C.J. Stroud, uh, and Lord, I'm going to butcher this poor receiver's name, in Jigba, the uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yep. Yes, he is. He is absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, just watching him in the playoffs last year. I mean, he took it to another level. You know, but here's the deal: all the pressures on Ohio State here. Listen, last year, let's just let's just get the facts right, okay? They didn't beat Michigan. Pretty big deal, right? They didn't play for a national title. And they didn't win the Big Ten last year, mostly due to their defense. Because their defense, by our standards, honestly, was, you know, most people's standards, they were fine, but they weren't good enough to be elite. Um, I love uh, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. Good coach, good guy, high character. He didn't have the guns to win this one, Jordan. And uh, it's, it's honestly, it's not going to be close. I've got Ohio State 35, Notre Dame 17. I don't even think it's going to be fun to watch past half. Uh, I, I think Ohio State gets after it. I think combination of Stroud and Jigba and then uh, the running back, whose name escapes me at the time, big time. Trav- big yeah, time. Travion Henderson. Yep. There you go. Yep. Well, you I, you know, I wasn't sure. You talked about how much you like Mark Freeman, how much you hate Ohio State. I thought you were going to go with the Irish. Couldn't uh, do it. Couldn't for, do it. for a minute there. No, uh, I, I agree. Uh, Ohio State rolls in this one. I, You know – Notre Dame's going to have to replace a lot on that offense. Um, I, I expect, like most people, that Marcus Freeman's going to keep that defense just humming for Notre Dame. But they're going up against a different animal with, with C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba, who 
in my opinion, is the best receiver in college football going into the season. I mean, he just – he was a freak last year. That, that guy might have been the best receiver last year, in my opinion. So, I, I, I'm I definitely big on the on the Buckeyes. I, you know, I give a little bit of credit to that Marcus Freeman defense, but I still think 38-17 maybe, 45-20 maybe, something in that range. But I, I think it's Ohio State by three scores. I agree. I agree. So, all right. Well, then uh, I guess we'll cap it off with uh, – with a little game in the swamp, LSU and Florida State. So, you know, big, uh, big coaching change for LSU, obviously, this offseason. Um, you know, new quarterback, new coach, new OC coming over from Cincinnati. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, Florida State is an absolute train wreck right now. Mike Norvell is 8-13 in the last two seasons. I, I just, it's baffling to me to see a, a program like Florida State that it just has fallen off a cliff. Um, you know, it, it started ever since that, basically the last season of Jimbo Fisher, where they went five and six under Jimbo. And then it just, it is just steamrolled since then. And Florida state has fallen off the, off the map. So I, I, you know, you could say what you want about Brian Kelly as a person. The guy is a great coach. Um, and there's just so much talent at LSU and there's always going to be talent at LSU. If they can find a decent quarterback, you, you better watch out for them in the future. But Regardless, I've got I've got LSU thirty eight to twenty in this one. Yeah, well, the LSU fi- family, family, as Brian mm, family. would say, uh, you know. So this is the, from what I can remember, this is the Tigers' first time playing in the Superdome because they're playing this in New Orleans oh, yeah. since two thousand twenty. It's a national championship, so the. These Tigers, man, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be jacked for this. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a, a incredibly Homer LSU crowd, incredibly rowdy. This this is a Sunday evening game, only game on, I believe, on Sunday. Yeah, so it's that's be, correct. It's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Brian Kelly uh, tried to play his cards uh, close to his best today. He said he wasn't naming a starter till Saturday. We know it's going to be Jaden Daniel, uh, the transfer. I don't love him, but uh, I think he could. I think he could. He could do well. We'll see. Uh, depth is still a major concern for LSU. They just haven't had time to build it. But I watched Florida State for about five minutes this weekend against uh, Duquesne, and uh, it, it was. I mean, now listen, they can run the ball. They had over 400 yards rushing, but why wouldn't you against Duquesne? Uh, you can't tell anything there. Norvell is fighting for his life. I, you know, I, there was a time where I wanted Mike Norvell for Arkansas, but I'm extremely thankful that did not happen. Um, Brian Kelly gets a win here. Tigers win. It's not going to be quite as lopsided, I think, most people think. I think Florida State makes up ground late. It's going to be 24-14. to 14. I've got it. LSU wins. Um, good start for the Tigers. And I will – last thing I'll say about LSU is I do agree with you. They're a wild card this year. If they catch fire, if these transfers start playing together, they could very well battle for that that second or third spot in the uh, SEC West. I could see it happening. Uh, I, I would say it's not likely, though, this year. Okay. Fair enough. Well, and, and honestly, Drew, it looks like uh, that Utah-Florida game is going to be what decides who wins this week. So yeah, we, uh, this we week. We pick the other four the same. So uh, I know. I know. Uh, we did not we, talk before this. We did not talk no, before No, we did this. not. We um, – we will we will throw an extra one in there because we, we talked about doing an upset pick. So I'll tell you mine right now. Um, my upset pick I'm going with this week. I'm going with Appalachian State over North Carolina. 
I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, I like it. I, I just, man, North Carolina played a depleted Florida A&M team, and they just – they struggled. They couldn't put them like, away. They're terrible. Yep. They, yep. Yeah, they did not look ready to play in that game. So I, maybe they'll come out a little more ready for Appalachian State. But, yeah, I, I'm going to take App State. I like it. I like it. That was on my short list. I have got a team, another team that, that uh, oh, well, I just can't can't really hardly get their name out of my mouth, Mizzou, uh, that uh, that drives me insane. I've got, you know, most people think I'm crazy for this, but I've got La Tech beating Mizzou this weekend uh, yeah. in Columbia. It's going to be beautiful. Um, I, I really – just don't think Mizzou has got the quarterback to make it happen. Um, I don't think they've got the hosses to make it happen. I think they get surprised by La Tech. I, I don't think La Tech is, is hardly any good. But I, I do think La Tech has what it takes to, to pull off the upset. And it's, it'll be close. It'll be close. But it'll yep. be another game you do not want to watch. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Mizzou gets upset. You yeah. know what? I, or, sorry, I, Thursday. I, Thursday, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. I do not hate that pick. I've actually got money on La Tech. However – I'm getting 20 points with uh, with that pick, so that's a that's a that's a big upset pick, Drew. But I, uh, yeah, I guess we will see what happens. Yes, so, yes we will. Yes, we well, will. If you've got anything to add, I guess we'll kind of wrap things up next week. We'll uh, we'll get into you know kind of the results of this week, as well as the upcoming week. We have got the big Texas Alabama game coming up, and uh, luckily both Drew and I are going to get our chance to take some shots at a at a good buddy that's a big Texas fan. So, I mean, who doesn't enjoy taking shots at Texas? Everybody does. Everybody yeah. does. It's a, it's a hobby of, of both of our fan bases. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely enjoy that. Definitely I mean, that. invite everybody. I mean, Akron, Bowling Green, everybody wants to take a shot at Texas. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. You got it. You got it. Well, I appreciate, appreciate everybody listening to us tonight. Letting us ramble. Um, Enjoy the podcast, and we'll see you here next week. Sounds good. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Join us next week for more previews and picks of the week. Good luck to all, well, most of your favorite teams.